Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app or on demand at RelentlessDaring.com or wherever you choose to stream your podcast at. So, hopefully this week I'm a little less angry than I've been for the last couple weeks. Um, whew, Let's just say it has been insane. However, I am probably going to start off being um, somewhat pissy. I am not going to lie because, well, Don Lemon, Don Lemon, Don the Lime... Don, that guy who really likes white sausage, yeah. You see, Don's kind of a jackass and doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, I believe in the previous live room, before I had to restart because for some reason the audio was being dumb, um... I believe I said that he is officially an entire bag of Richards. And I've got some YouTube audio of well, video of him that I'm going to play. This is a few nights ago. And I'm not going to play the whole 11 minutes of audio because even though, you know, copyright laws and fair use laws and blah, 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 protect me. I, I I think you would hear me have an aneurysm live on the show. And then there wouldn't be a podcast because I'd be dead on my board and computer. But anyways, here is Don Lemon talking about the Afghanistan pullout, and again, this is from three days ago, and he has since expanded on his levels of jackassery. This may be the biggest challenge so far of the seven months of Joe Biden's presidency, how to keep that commitment to Americans and Afghan allies who want to leave, even now that there are no longer any U.S. troops in Afghanistan. And while dealing with one crisis after another here at home, From the raging pandemic to more than a million people without power in stifling heat in the wake of Hurricane Ida to the political pushback over Afghanistan. You're hearing a lot of Republicans who are outraged over President Biden's handling of the exit, especially in the so-called 
Freedom Caucus. All right. I, I'm going to pause there because the so-called Freedom Caucus. Um, you, you want to talk about managing crises, Don. Keep in mind, what was the last day that we had Americans, that we had soldiers in Afghanistan. I know it, it, it's hard to look at a calendar and figure out how old you were, what, two days prior to this episode being aired? I know it's hard to figure out and remember how long how old you were way back on January 20th, 2021 when Joe Biden at 12 noon Eastern time became the commander in chief and therefore responsible for the actions of our military. I know asking you to remember back all of nine Eight and a half months. I'm not going to say nine months. Eight and a half months. It's so hard. But keep in mind, even on January 20th, 2021, the Donald Trump agreed pull out of Afghanistan deadline was May 1st. What Donald Trump agreed to and oh, and it wasn't an unconditional May first. Doesn't matter what's going on; we're going to be out. It was conditional, meaning if the Taliban did not meet certain criteria in dealing with the Afghan government, we could back out of the deal. Now, keep in mind, we did all, we did go. Darth Vader, and we did alter the terms of our agreement further and push that date to September 1st so we could be out before September 11th. But even then, that from March or from May 1st to September 1st, it's May, June, July, August, that's four months. That is Four months that you could have been working on getting Americans, getting SIVs, getting their family members into places like, I don't know, Kandahar, Bagram, Kabul. And in an orderly fashion, putting them on airplanes and getting them the hell out of Dodge. Don't care where you send them. Just get them out of Dodge till we can further vet. Because some of the some of these things, we're having to vet on the fly. That's the, that's the reason why 100 people on terror watch lists have made it to the next staging area. But I digress. I will let Don continue his asinine rambling. Yet they support the former guy 
the one who set all of this in motion in the first place. The hypocrisy is off the charts, and it is sickening. And it's, it's not like it's the first time. They're all about criticizing President Joe Biden for leaving Americans and allies behind. I go to bed at night. I wake up during the night. I wake up in the morning thinking about the families that have lost loved ones over there. And in addition, the Americans we left, the allies we abandoned, the Christians that are going to be murdered, tortured and murdered, and the women and girls. I apologize. Apparently, decide that there need to be a video or need to be an ad right in the middle of that video. But Don talking about, you know, we're being hypocritical because we we don't want to see these things happen, even though it was our guy who started everything in motion. Okay, Don, I'm going to make this point very quick, quickly and briefly. Afghanistan was always going to fall. The Taliban was always going to move into the vacuum and throw everybody else out on their asses. That is called a fact. You didn't need evidence that it was going to happen. You didn't need to be a psychic trying to read the minds of all the Taliban leaders to figure out what the hell they were going to do, Don. As I'm watching this video, he's got that smarmy, half-lit look on his face. <laughs> all those people, they're too dumb. They don't even realize how, they don't even realize how stupid they are. But I shall, you know what they say, never try to stop somebody when they're making themselves look like a fool. Don't, don't cut the tree limb while someone's trying to hang themselves. <laughs> those, are, those are things that really apply to Donnie here. Louis Gorman back there should come up in the end. But they don't want those allies coming into the United States former intel that are telling me people that are being brought in here, there is a significant percentage that are future Boston Marathon bombers because they're not doing adequate vetting. Do you see the ridiculousness in that, right? And what, what's the logic here? So are they allies? or are they Boston Marathon bombers? Make up your mind. You're upset because he left the people behind and whatever, and they're bringing, but the, it, the ones that he, when you get them out and bring them over, they're future Boston Marathon bombers? Yes, Don, exactly. Because like I said just a few minutes ago, as was being reported on the night of this episode, you freaking moron. We were finding people that we had to rush through, 
okay, everything looks good. We'll continue to further vet them on the other end of this flight. They get there, and oh, we have people on the terror watch list landing in Qatar. We have convicted murderers landing in Qatar. We have found over 100 people who are freaking terrorists. But Don, we're hypocrites because we want to make sure that, yes, we are getting people that we know are our allies out. Those people with those SIV visas, those permanent residents, you know, green card holders, also known as immigrants. Don, are you such a big freaking xenophobe that we can't have immigrants? who came to the United States and went to work in Afghanistan as a, as contractors, as people who were just over there visiting family. People who we know are loyal to the United States. We want to get them out. We want to make sure that we're getting them out. We want to make sure that we're getting out People who are going to be, I don't know, tortured, beaten, and slaughtered by the Taliban. You know, religious minorities, women in positions of authority. But hey, what what the hell do I know what I'm talking about? But it, it just goes on and on and on. I'm not even, like I said, this is two minutes and nine seconds into this 11-minute segment from Don Lemon. But like I said, it gets worse. The next night, Don Lemon was doing his little uh, handover to Chrissy Cuomo, Alfredo there at CNN. CNN anchor Don Lemon offered a full-throated defense for the Biden, (laughs) a a deep-throated defense for the Biden admin Biden administration amid fall of the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan. During his nightly handoff with primetime colleague Chris Cuomo, Lemon conceded that well, many people didn't agree with the way the withdrawal was handled, but quickly suggested such critics should move on, asking, how do we move forward from here? Quote, I think you've got to... I think you have also got to look at the number again, the number of people they got out. I think you have to give them some credit for number one, getting out. And number two, getting as many people out as possible. End quote. I'm going to pause. See, everyone talks about Saigon. Well, we don't want our Saigon. We don't want our Saigon. You know what? Based off what I saw in the last two, three weeks, I would have loved for it to been Saigon. Would have loved Saigon, where you had ongoing missions for a month, airlifting people from the city and getting them out as the Viet Cong drew closer. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a dumb grunt, just a dumb infantryman who walked around on those grounds, those streets around Kabul, who spent nine months at that particular airfield on my last deployment. 
as someone who's had to work hand-in-hand with Afghan National Army, with Afghans who served as our as our translators, as our interpreters, the Tajimans. But what do I know? I haven't seen people who were willing to die for Americans. I haven't seen people who would put their own lives in jeopardy because you know what? What the Americans have to offer is better than what we had before. Never saw it. The liberal anchor then blamed stranded Americans for not having left Afghanistan earlier, saying, we do have to remember there are people who went there and were told they need to leave, and they didn't leave. But adding, we should still get them out. Okay, we have people who went over there for very long-term purposes who started families or people who were visiting family, but knowing that They were Americans, and they had American family members. Even their families are in jeopardy. You know, some of those those green card holders I mentioned earlier. So what happens to their family when they show up at the airport and they're showing their green card, their, uh, their immigration documents that, yes, they are permanent residents of the United States. And they get told, yeah, you can come, but they have to stay. And they're, they're put, in a, and then put in an incredibly impossible situation of having to decide. Do I leave these people behind and run with my tail stuck between my legs? Or do they stay? Hell, you had groups of Americans waiting at the Abbey Gate, showing their passports, showing their immigration documents, their green cards, being denied entry as a suicide bomber made his way with a 40 to 50 pound suicide vest and blew his ass up, killing 13 Americans. But it's their fault. When our State Department took over what should have been a military operation, a NEO, a non-combatant evacuation operation, The State Department took it over. And they're the ones who said, don't let these people in. I don't care if they are Americans. I don't care if they are res- if they're permanent residents of the United States. Do not let them in. Our State Department said that. Anthony Blinken, I'm going to call you out right now. You have American blood on your hands. You have Afghan blood on your hands. You knowingly put these people in a situation where they could die, where they will die, 
or where they have died. The handlers of Donald Trump are an absolute abomination that they would knowingly let this happen. And then they go home and they lay their heads down in their nice soft pillows and their nice 40,000 thread sheet or thread count sheets and sleep peacefully with themselves. Kim says General Milley has blood on his hands. Yeah. Because as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, where the hell was he telling Joe Biden, we cannot give up these two airfields? Where was the Secretary of Defense, you know, retired General Lloyd Austin? You know, the same guy who prior to retiring was the commanding general of CENTCOM. You know, the outfit that actually has the overall command of everything that goes on in in the, you know, the Central Command Area of Operations, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, and all that garbage. He didn't say, Mr. President, as a former military man, here is the tactical reasons why you shouldn't do this. Or did they just go, well, I mean, he's the commander-in-chief. I mean, it's what he wants. Oh, shut up. Bunch of self-righteous, bloviating blowhards. I want to tell you right now, Don... I you had to you had to have Chris freaking Cuomo push back on you because what you're saying is so asinine. He went on to say that we don't know if we left people behind. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on, Donnie. <laughs> you don't know if we left people behind. We don't know if we left Americans. We don't know if we left people that we promised we would keep them safe, that we would get them and their families out of that country. Meanwhile, you, while you're getting to go home at night and lay in your bed and sleep peacefully next to your loving husband, there are men like Tim Kennedy, Nick Palmagiano, and so many more who are former special operators, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, Army Rangers. They took themselves back over, over there on their own dime. And they are still working to get these people out of the country even though all operations have currently stopped at the airport. They're still trying to find ways to get these people out. Don Lemon, men like them, they have bigger balls than you could even ever imagine imagine slapping against your taint. 
to go back there when they have no obligation. They have they have no obligation other than their own sense of duty and purpose. Because they want to do what's right. They have this wonderful thing called integrity. Something our current military leadership seems to lack. Something I have been bitching and moaning about for the last two weeks as all this has hit the freaking fan. We have American citizens, five, ten, twenty, thirty dollars at a time, who donated over thirty million dollars to the Nazarene Fund to try to pay to get people out of there. But where were you, Don? Sitting in a bar, feeling up some bar, some bar bartender, some random customer grabbing his crotch, seeing what he's seeing what he's packing. What were you doing, Don, while all of this was happening? Because you you seem to act like you care, but you don't give a rat's ass. And I know. I may be coming off as mean and cruel and insensitive and, oh my gosh, he said something that may be homophobic because he talked about ball slapping his taint. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're so freaking offended. I am so sorry. I apologize that you are such a worthless panty waste that the most you can do is sit on your little studio at CNN and piss and moan and wet yourself because people are mad. People like me, people who have been over there, people who have seen things that they don't want to remember ever in their lives are absolutely disgusted with the way the current administration just pissed it all away. Don Lemon, I have two words I would like to leave you with before I go to this break. Fuck you. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. 
ketochow.xyz. Keto made easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas? Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. So I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. We've all had protein bars before. Most of them taste like cardboard and they're gross, nasty. It leave a funky aftertaste in your mouth. Built Bar, their goal for starting off was flavor first. Every bar is covered in either pure dark chocolate or white chocolate for those special ones that come out. You have nine regular flavors and then they have the special flavors they bring out every so often. They are absolutely amazing. My, personally, my favorite, mint brownie. Oh, my God. So go to Built.com. Check it out. Go through their selection of Built Bars. Built Go Energy Drink. Uh, Built Broth. All their, all their fine selections of amazing products. Built.com. Use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10%. Built.com. All right, getting back into it. So one of the dumb stories after the deaths of those you know, amazing service members that we lost last week. Um, yeah, Donald, or Donald Trump, oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, please put a fork in me because I am done. Joe Biden was uh, standing at the ramp ceremony as... The remains of our fallen service members were transferred back to their families. And apparently, oh, Joey and Joey numbers there. He didn't have the time. He was, he, he was, uh, kept checking his watch. Well, I mean, it, it's on video. There's pictures of him doing it and USA today. Leave it to USA Today to come out and simp for President Braindead here. Said, oh, no, no. that The, the transfer had already occurred when he looked at his watch. Just, these pictures are missing context, blah, blah, blah. And completely and totally ignored the observations of the family members who were receiving those bodies. Well, they 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 had to issue a correction on their fact check. Uh, the so-called fact check faced intense backlash for suggesting Gold Star families lied about what they witnessed. And as we found out during the Donald Trump uh uh during his candidacy, you can't go against gold star families. Even if 
they're just using their kid's name to push a candidate that that person may not even wanted to vote for to begin with. But I digress. Uh, USA Today was forced to issue a correction on a so-called fact check. Air quotes. Looking into the backlash President Biden received for looking at his watch during a dignified transfer ceremony in honor of the 13 U.S. service members who were killed in a terrorist attack outside Kabul airport. Daniel Funk, whose Twitter bio says that he is, quote, checking facts and covering misinfo, end quote, for USA Today, authored a fact check on Wednesday examining whether or not Biden actually kept checking the time on his wrist as the caskets of the fallen were rolled onto the tarmac at Dover Air Force Base last weekend, sparking outrage among the families who witnessed the distracted president. Quote, Biden did appear to check his watch during his visit to Dover Air Force Base, but he did so after the dignified transfer ceremony was over. Footage leading up to the moment shows Biden with his hands over his heart for about 30 seconds as vans carry the service members' remains off the tarmac. After the vans left, Biden closes his eyes briefly before dropping his arms and glancing down at his watch. The fact check ruled the claim partly false, writing that the image of Biden that circulated on social media was real, but does not accurately summarize what occurred. Critics blasted USA Day for, for suggesting that the Gold Star families, who alleged they saw Biden check his watch multiple times during the dignified transfer ceremony, had lied. The next day, USA Today issued a correction. Corrections and Clarifications The story was updated September 2nd to note that Biden checked his watch multiple times at the Dignified Transfer event, including during the ceremony itself. The rating on this claim has been changed from partly false to missing context. The headline also changed from Fact Check, Biden Honored Service Members Killed in Kabul, Checks His Watch Only After Ceremony, to Fact Check, Biden Honored Service Members Killed in Kabul, Checked His Watch, during ceremony. Funk took to Twitter on Friday amid the firestorm of criticism expressing his regret for the error. Quote, Journalists and fact-checkers are human. Yes, even me. We make mistakes. When we do, we correct them and try to make it right. It's easy to dunk on journalists when we get things wrong. I get it. Too many were just another name on a screen. But behind that screen is a person trying to do their best. Well, here's the problem, USA Today. I, I know I know you've got your nose buried in Joe's short hairs. You're going to simp for him. Joe Biden could wander aimlessly into a nursery and start shooting babies, and you will come up with some way to spin that he wasn't doing anything wrong. Mr. Funk, the only thing that you regret is that you got called out. And here's how I know that you you got called out and that you were so far, so far off base that you were nowhere even in the ballpark. Snopes. Snopes. 
I'm going to say this one more time so we know who we're talking about here. Snopes, S-N-O-P-E-S. You know, the fact-checking site where they had, what, 60-some-odd plagiarized fact-check articles from the co-founder, the place that if they say it's false, it's probably true. Snopes, that place. They fact-checked the same claims that Donald Trump was checking the, or Donald Trump, oh my God, that Joe Biden was checking these things, checking his watch during the ceremony. You know what they said? They didn't say partly false. They didn't say missing context. They said it's true. And here's how I know it's true. The only time that Joe and Jill Biden put their hands over their hearts at that ceremony was when they were wheeling a casket past them. And in one of the pictures with Joe Biden's hand over his heart, you see him looking down at his other hand, checking his watch. It's not that hard to figure out, stupid. Seriously. Are you that in the tank for somebody that your your natural instinct isn't well that's a uh, pretty that's a pretty bold claim there um let's check it out and see where the see where the chips fall and then acknowledging it when they fall to prove that the guy that you actually kind of like is in the wrong and report it as such no 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 you go to C-SPAN, you catch about five minutes of video and go, oh, what happened after the ceremony was over? And you go on about your life. You ignore what's being said by the families who were there to witness it. You're one of those people who ignore the fact that you know, one of these Gold Star moms had her Instagram account shut down because she went on the Instas to put Joe Biden on blast that he kept turning the death of her son into talking about Bo, who died of cancer. Not Bo, the you know naval officer who was blown up by a guy wearing a 50-pound suicide vest. No, 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 no. The former naval officer who was now a private civilian who developed uh, you know, a glioblastoma, a brain cancer that is incurable, and died of cancer. And then when and then when that mom you know, rightfully told Joe Biden to stick it in his ear because, you know, this isn't about Bo. This isn't about you. This is about my kid. This is about my child who died. He turned his back and walked away from her. Well, Oh, no, no, that, 
that that didn't happen. That guy couldn't have happened. So Instagram shuts down her her account. And then, oh, thank God, there's a lot of people who were pissed off. And they called her, or they called Instagram out on I was like, really? You're going to shut down a Gold Star mom calling out the president for acting like a complete and total ass and making it public? You're going to shut that down? Really? So Instagram, they, they reinstated her account and, oh, uh, we, 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 uh, we shut that account down by mistake. I'm sorry. There is no excuse for any of that. There's no excuse for using fact-checking as a way to simp for the guy you like. Believe me, I, I did, I've done a lot of independent fact checking, and I really mean independent. I don't mean you know, I was granted a, you know, an official rating, an official certification from the Pointer Institute. I fact checked Donald Trump, and I'm a conservative. I would fact check Donald Trump because I don't like what he's saying here. I won't look into it. Or, yeah, I think what he's saying might be a little, might be a little uh, too good to be true. However, if I looked into something that Donald Trump was saying or doing, and found out that, you know what's being reported was wrong, that what he was doing was actually good, I would say it. If I saw that what he was saying or doing was, you know, absolutely, you know, the opposite of what I believed, I would come out and say it. Like when Donald Trump was talking about uh, after the, was it after the, Oh, one, one of these horrible mass shootings. Parkland, talking about red flag laws. Take the guns, then due process. Well, I, I'm a Donald Trump supporter. But that's not right. That is very anti-Second Amendment, anti-Fourth Amendment, anti-Fourteenth Amendment that guarantees, you know, the right to due process. It's, that's called being honest. It's called being an honest broker. You don't jump in on with somebody just because they said it and they're on your side. 25th, I found a post from 2016 while I was in Afghanistan where I was calling Donald Trump a freaking fascist. It was right after he got the nomination. He made Steve Bannon the CEO of, uh, of the campaign. <laughs> Steve Bannon, a an admitted Leninist on the campaign of someone who I thought was just a fascist. A guy with no principles, a guy with no values, a guy who would sell his own mother for five bucks as long as he got you know came out ahead in the deal.
And I was absolutely appalled at the Republican Party and Republicans in the United States for putting Donald Trump on that pedestal. It turns out it worked out pretty good. Uh, don't get me wrong, there's stuff that went through that I'm not a huge fan of. Lots of spending stuff where we shouldn't have spent the money because Donald Trump lacked the balls to actually stand up to Congress wanting to pass ridiculous spending packages. But say la vie, it is what it is, and all we can do is keep pushing forward and keep fighting. But on to some, uh, I would call it lighter news, but it's uh, not exactly light. We we all know how our institutions are going. We know they're, they're going for woke. They're going for being anti-racist, man. The only the only way to stop discrimination is to discriminate against whitey. Well, at Duquesne University, a Catholic institution, well... A Pennsylvania professor teaches white people committing suicide can, in fact, be an ethical act. (laughs) Kim, in quotation marks, Catholic. A a professor employed at a Catholic university in Pennsylvania said on camera there are merits to the claim that's ethical for white people to commit suicide. Quote, white people should commit suicide as an ethical act, end quote, said a quote in a slide for a presentation hosted by Duquesne University psychology professor Derek Hook. Which, for the record, I did a Google search on Duquesne University professor Derek Hook. Let's just say that his skin tone seems appears to be a lacking nearly all melanin. (laughs) I have upset the live chat. (laughs) Trolling level on point. In the lecture, which was presented to Baltimore-based American Association for Psychoanalysis and Clinical Social Work in June, Hook quoted a South African philosophy professor, Ter Blanche Delport, who has written about white people committing suicide in South Africa before further discussing in the comments and arguing there was something ethical in Delport's statement. Quote, the reality is that most white people spend their whole lives only engaging black people in subservient positions. My question is then, how can a person not be racist if that's the way they live their lives? The only way for 
white people to become part of Africa is to not exist as white people anymore, Hook says, quoting Delport on a slide in the lecture. If the goal is to dismantle white supremacy, and white supremacy is white culture, then the goal has to be to dismantle white culture, and ultimately, white people themselves. The total integration into Africa by white people will also automatically then mean the death of white people, as white as a concept would not exist anymore, the quote continued. So here we have, you know, the, a professor who is part of the racial majority of South Africa saying, yeah, the racial minority needs to be wiped off. Huh? Weird. I'm, I'm trying to think of a time when a racial majority saying the minority should be disappeared and possibly even unalived was a good thing. I, I, I can't I can't think of any um, China with Uyghurs, Turkey with the Armenian Christians, Germany with Jews and Romas, uh, the Soviet Union with Jews. I, I, I just I can't figure it out. Ugh. After reading the quotes, Hook said, quote, I want to suggest that psychoanalytically, we could even make the argument there was something ethical in Delport's statements, end quote. Hook added that Delport may have dramatized some of his comments to know that it was that he is a fighter academic. But nevertheless, I want to make the argument that there is some kind of ethical dimension to his, his, provocations. I think that Delport took his white audience to the threshold of a type of symbolic extinction. Um, dude, if you heard some of the comments coming out of the, uh, the African Continental Congress, you know, the communist African organization, They're not saying anything symbolic. They want to kill all the whiteies and take everything for themselves. Anywho, back into the quote. He took them to a proposed end of whiteness, Hook said, adding that Delport, quote, offered his white audience the opportunity to contemplate the castration of whiteness, end quote. Hook did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment on the lesson. The clip of the lecture has been viewed hundreds of thousands of times on Twitter, with many reactions being negative. Some critics describe Delport and Hook's comments as pure evil or racist, while others question why a Catholic university would employ a professor with such views. Duquesne University pushed back on the criticisms and claims telling Fox News that Hook, quote, did not make a statement advocating anything like what was suggested, end quote. Wait, 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 wait. Suggesting that there may be an ethical purpose? That may be a legitimate argument that white people should kill themselves? Or that white people should, I don't know, uh, 
be unalived across the entire country of South Africa? Saying that that's ethical is not condoning it, is not advocating it? What kind of crack are you smoking at, Duquesne? Please, share it with me. Quote, in fact, he said the statement in question was crazy, the statement added. Professor Hook also said that the, pro- the provocateur used this example was wrong in suggesting that any such radical action. The words being circulated were simply lifted out of context to distort the actual comments, saying that Professor Hook called for anything like the words in question is false. While some of the content in the recording are certainly contain troubling elements if taken alone, the full discussion only references the work of another person. Terblanque Delport, as the slides indicate, and the extreme proposition in the context of post-apartheid South Africa. Duquesne University is a Catholic institution that condemns any suggestion that suicide is to be advocated or endorsed in any form, the statement continued. But as we've seen with so many prominent Catholics lately, the Catholic faith, well, I mean, if it gets in the way with politics, I mean, come on, you kind of have to let the political world what, you know, you have to give that the, you know, Romans 13, you know, get, you know, yield unto Caesar and stuff. Because as we've seen with, with Joey Biden, you know, on the abortion thing, when the question about Texas passing their six week, uh, you know, abortion bill that went into effect, yippee skippy, I am wearing my abort73.com t-shirt. Abort73.com, they're still working to to abolish Roe vs. Wade. This is not a paid plug. I just support them in what they do. Um, you know, when Jen Psaki came out, when asked, um, yeah, his Catholic faith teaches that that is wrong. Where does he align? Well, it's, it's a woman's choice. And seeing as how you've never been pregnant, you've never had a baby, you can't make those decisions. Wait, wait, wait. So now so now we're being a transphobic? You're saying that men can't have babies? Didn't we just learn over the last two years that, yes, men can have babies? I've seen the movie Junior. I know it's possible. We keep seeing these stupid stories from England and Everywhere else around the world where the where the mom used to be a dude and the dad who used to be a chick get pregnant the old fashioned way and suddenly the man is pregnant. <gasps> oh, He's the first man in 2021 to have a baby. So we're saying that men can't get pregnant? What if men want to have abortions? It, it's absolutely crazy watching the whole, uh, you know, ah, the, 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 the Supreme Court, oh my God, they're trying to overturn Roe vs. Wade. Yeah, it's good on that wonderful conservative Chief Justice John Roberts for siding with the heathen Baal worshippers. Ugh. 
at some point, we as a society have to make a determination. When does life begin? And what is the value of that life? The one qualm I really have with this Texas heartbeat bill is in the event of rape. In the event of rape, you cannot go after six weeks and have the abortion. I mean, you can. There's no real teeth to the bill other than, you know, the doctor can be sued. And like I said, that's the one I have qualms about because, you know, the uh, that old the old Barack Obama quote talking about his daughters, I don't think she should be punished with a baby. I don't think a woman who has been raped should be forced to carry that baby to term. However, there is the opportunity after it happens as part of her treatment. If she gets medical treatment for her attack, give her plan B pill. That, that's, that's the best thing I can figure. Granted, there are women who do not want to come forward because they're ashamed that it happened to them. And I get that. Maybe, maybe they're a victim of a family member, of a fr- someone who they thought was a friend, a co-worker. Because if you look at the statistics, the majority of rapes are committed by... By someone that the victim knows. And like I said, I get it. You're scared. You've just been violated in a way that's completely unimaginable. So you don't want to go through the process of being poked and prodded and having pictures of your hoo-ha taken for police records. Got it. A rape exam is incredibly invasive. But certainly, you can go get a plan B pill. Yes, I know. I do know that it's, it's the possibility of life begins at conception. That's that's a great argument. I think it does. But a morning after pill is something completely different than you know. Once there is a confirmed pregnancy, and aborting it. It's just, and these people on the left are nuts. These people want their great, 
want their graven images. They want their idols. And their idol is me, myself, I. They want they want the idol of I have free will to do do whatever I want with this body. Well, you may have free will to do with do whatever you want with that body. But when it comes to abortion, that's not your body that you are aborting. You're not, quote, flushing the pregnancy away. You're not, quote, sucking out the pregnancy. If you do a medical abortion, a medicinal abortion, you are forcing yourself into a miscarriage. And it's just absolutely... It's absolutely sad. Millions of women are left devastated when they miscarry during the time frame that a woman can have a medicinal abortion. I saw a picture on Twitter that is absolutely disgusting. A woman with the crazy eyes wearing a shirt. I've had 21 abortions. My question is, who keeps raw-dogging that? Seriously, who rides into that bareback and, ugh. I'm sorry, I'm afraid parts of my body would fall off. There is one surefire way to not get pregnant that I have discovered. Just don't have sex. I know it it really cramps your style because, oh my God, like he like so into me and he says all the right things and, oh my God, he's just, he's just so awesome. Girl. You don't have to spread your legs for every guy who says the right things. You don't have to open wide for every guy who buys you a drink. Just because you're on your third date does not mean you have to put out. And the same thing goes for men. I mean, it does take two to tango. You don't have to just be looking for a looking for a cheap nut. I mean, it's you can be a little be a little crass here, but self-control is absolutely an amazing thing. Uh Steve says, "But that's just completely unreasonable. How can you expect people to exercise self-control?" Well, I hope not to get too personal, and but, you know, as a randy teenager, I managed to date a girl for 
the better part of two years. And nothing of that relationship was consummated until after we both said the words, I do. And you know what? I've been with that same I've been with that same girl for just over 20 years now. It's hard to imagine that oh my god, a a marriage that's almost 19 years old and it started with 2 years of not having sex? <gasps> Shock, gasp, disbelief. Yeah, it's possible. It is possible. I know it's a ridiculous thought, but oh my God. Please. All I ask on this whole abortion thing is yes, exercise self-control. If you cannot control yourself, if you have to give in to your give in to those carnal urges, please use protection. It's best to always double dip. If she's on the pill, go ahead. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Not only will you reduce the odds of you know of an unexpected pregnancy, you also reduce the odds of unexpected gonocephalades. Because nothing ruins your life. Like having to tell everybody that you've been raw-dogging for the last month. Yeah, um, I had to get rotted off the range, and turns out I have the gonocephalades. You might want to go get tested. Pretty Princess Steve always expects the gonocephalades. Because as a po, I mean, I don't know. Most people view it like the Spanish Inquisition, and nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. I'm just saying. Anywho's, I think I'm gonna wrap it up. I got some ranting and raving. Got a little deep, a little aggravated. I'm actually gonna have to mark this one as a, as an explicit episode because of my two word message to Don Lemon earlier. Fuck you, but it is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for those of you who tuned in and listened live. Um, Again, thanks. It means a lot that you're actually showing up. Everybody else, slackers, don't want to stay up till 10, 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Listen to me rant. It's all right. That's why we have listening on demand. You can stream this on your favorite podcast app. If you are using Apple Podcasts, I ask the same four things every week. Number one, please hit that subscribe or follow button, whatever they call it now. Number two, leave a rating, preferably five stars. Looking for five. I'll accept four. Three, we'll see, but would prefer five. Then write a short review. That's step number three. Tell people what you think about the show. 
you can fluff a little. Don't get carried away. Don't write a novel telling about how awesome the show is. Just, hey, you like the show. And finally, my favorite part, share the show. Tag Don Lemon in this. I'm sure he'll listen to it with bated breath to hear what I'm going to say about him. But anywho's again, share it with somebody who you think will like the show. Share it with somebody who you think will hate the show and you just want to get under their skin. Please use me as a tool to annoy your friends. That brings me such joy. Such joy. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support this show, please go to RelentlessDaring.com. At the top of the page, you will see a Donate Here button. Click that. You can set up a one-time or a recurring payment. Again, uh, through the wonderful contributions of you listeners, my other project, The Whiskey Pod, which has a new episode coming out soon, I was able to get a bottle of Jack Daniels and a bottle of George Dickel Tennessee whiskeys, and I did a little head-to-head taste comparisons, which tonight's show is fueled by the George Dickel. Very good stuff. Again, Whiskey Pod, check it out. It's my non-political rantings and ravings about my love of things whiskey. Again, thank you so much for listening. Also, check out that merch shop, please, please. Buy a mask, t-shirt, hat, pretty please, with cherry on top. Again, thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.